You're listening to the American Soccer Analysis Show. Dude, you're, you're the Tommy McNamara of podcasting. It's great. Thank you. Wait, what? With your hosts, Ian Lamberson. If you say one more bad thing about Mike Grella, I'm going to cut you. And Harrison Crow. Patrick Mullins is what happens when you least expect it. From the kickoff to the shootout, we're amped up, we're ramped up. For a breakaway from a set play, it's a give and go. Hello, everybody, and yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian, with me, a man who can stick his hand up the sock puppet of statistics and make them say whatever he wants. Say hello to Harrison Crow. Hi, Harrison. You know, um, Caleb Porter and I both have a lot of things in common. I mean, we both have lived in Tacoma. Uh We both have... (laughs) Yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. Did you run out of things after one? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) After one thing, uh, we did. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, We'll get to Caleb here in a little bit, but Caleb's been talking some. Caleb's been giving some quotes, as we expect Caleb Porter to do. Um, It's so interesting to have Caleb Porter back in the league. Um, It's a good thing. You notice I, I specifically didn't say good. Uh, <laughs> that's that's why I interjected to give my thoughts on that. To at least, yeah. Somebody had to do it. Who will speak for Caleb Porter <laughs> on this show? It's not me. It's not me. Uh, I don't think really either of us should. I should have held my tongue on that. I, uh, Man, you know what? Uh, we... Kind of got a little bit scheduled weird last week again because we are not the most organized podcast on the internet. But you know what? You got a show last week, even though it was technically for the week before. But I checked it out, and there was really nothing that was out of date. A lot of what we say here uh, applies for all eternity, uh, and there's always truth. Um, so uh, this week, though, oh my gosh, we have a lot of happenings. This is a this is a busy rundown for us. Um, I guess we don't really have time to do more um, cute banter, although I know that that's what the fans love. They they do they do. But uh, you know what? we're gonna we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the hard stuff. We're gonna get right into the right into the liquor here, boys. Trades and signings, trades and signings. We we missed deadline day, and you know what? Deadline days are usually boring, but not not this year. We had quite a lot go on. Um, we got Jonathan Lewis to the Rapids. I know that's my that's my most interesting trade of the of the thing. Uh, we got Lalas Abubakar to the Rapids, David Akam to the crew, Jovan Jones back to Seattle, Brian Fernandez to Portland, and Benny Fielhaber to SKC. Some people returning home. That's nice, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, they say you can never return home. Um, so, do they I'm say just, that? <clears throat> that that's a thing. Yeah, there's a there's a whole very uh, very pronounced uh, scene with uh, you know with Zach Braff and. You know, Garden State, about you can never go home. You know who else? Home is an idea. You know who proves that right? Justin Miram. Because he left again. Justin Miram plays for Atlanta now. Making his his, first appearance for Atlanta against Orlando. It's awkward. What What a crazy year Justin Miram has had. I, I, see, here's the problem. Justin Miram uh, suffers from the idea that he's much better than what he is. And that sounds like a slam, right? Like that mm. sounds, 
I don't know how else to kind of preface this than what I just did. And it sounds really bad. But the thing is, he's a really good winger. He's just not an elite winger. And so once his kind of rash, he had, he had this year of just uh, unparalleled play like goals just happened for him he got a little lucky scoring machine yeah and it wasn't to be negative it's really good when you get that lucky right the problem is things kind of dried up for him and things stopped going his way and when that happens um you're kind of left to your own devices right you have to you have to continue doing what you're what you're doing and you have to continue to create the way that you're supposed to and it's almost like he's been in a funk for the last year as a result of things, his luck starting to dry up because all the things that he was still really good at doing during that time have kind of disappeared too. And I don't understand it because I don't think he's over the hill. It's not like he's completely lost. Maybe he's lost a half a step, but I don't think he's really lost that much physically. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like he's stopping to doing the things that made him good initially. There's there's not a short list of players that have had a really good season and then just didn't have another season that well let's say productive had a very productive season. He had year. a great season. He and had a great yeah. season. And even if you don't like the word luck, it's not even like it's just it's difficult to maintain that rate of scoring. Um it just it doesn't happen every year. Uh it's difficult and and um uh, you know, look at uh, like Ethan Finley is another example. Another crew guy. Maybe the crew just got all those guys that one year. Well, I mean, it helped. He had Kai Kamara in there uh, it, that was really inflating his XA. I think that that's that was yeah. a huge yeah. part of it, right? He was crossing like it was crazy. I mean, he just the volume of crosses he was putting in was absurdly high. And when you do that to somebody of Kai Kamara's ilk, who's you know just uh, so good when it comes to uh, winning aerial those machine. aerial. Yeah. Speaking of players that had one good season and their relationship to the Colorado or to the Columbus Crew, David Akam is now a <laughs> member of the Columbus Crew. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think that it's fair to say he had one good season. He had one extremely good season, I think, in 2017, where he was a he was a force for Chicago. Um, very very good player. And then uh, went to Philadelphia. I never really understood that trade. That seemed like a weird time to move him. Um, and it seems like a weird time to move him now because he's he's playing really, really well. He was playing very, very well for Philadelphia uh, at, at the time he was traded uh, so far this year. Uh, but I guess if you saw an opportunity to sell kind of high, that's what you do. But um, I don't know. It's it, it's weird that, that, that that's a switch that Caleb Porter wanted to make, sending Miriam away and bringing in David Akam. Uh we talked in the past about how this team needs an offensive catalyst, and you specifically pointed out that they need a very talented, solid winger. Uh, is that something they've done here? Maybe. Um, so here's the well, here's here's the bottom line, right? With Justin Miram, it's not like they needed to ship him off. What they needed him to do is do what he was doing back in 2017, and that is beat players one v one and get into the box. He wasn't doing that. He stopped doing that, and, and it's not like he was stopped being successful. He just stopped trying, and I don't know if that was because uh, a direction change, but it happened with Greg Berhalter as well. 
Um, it was just all together. He stopped trying to take players on 1v1. And I, again, I don't know if it was a confidence loss or what exactly happened in that time, but he just stopped trying to do it. And I, I think that that was the change that needed to happen, right? They needed an elite winger that was going to stretch the field, get into the box, and help create with Giazzi Zardes. Because, you know, look, we know Zardes is... is pretty good physically he's going to get himself in position to create the shot once that ball's put in the box for him and he does a really great job he has a lot of really plus physical traits the problem is he doesn't have the ability to create space for himself inside the box or to create a shot consistently and so because of that he needs somebody to help him and Federico Higuain for whatever reason isn't getting more into the attacking third he's dropping further back uh, this year and well, I mean, I think that's that's what happens to players like this of, of that age a lot. Well, I, I, I don't necessarily he, he's still touching the ball as much. He's just getting mm-hmm. he's having to come back further back into the uh, the middle third for those touches. And then once he moves the ball into the attacking third, that's it's just dying. It's the ball's the ball's not progressing, and and I'm sure Elliot could could give more um, texture this conversation, uh, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what's happening, and and I don't know if that's because Federico Federico Iguain is just not as he I don't think that it's entirely about an age drop off, but I think that part of that it's on Miram, I think part of it's on Santos, and you know that's kind of where I put it, and can David Ocom now stretch the field and help? Uh, I think he can. I think especially with Will Trapp, it's going to be really interesting to see some of those vertical balls launched at his feet, um, especially with Zardes in the middle that's going to be able to prey on it, kind of like uh, Nemanja Nikolic did uh, you know, two seasons ago. Yeah, that was a really tough combination to break up. And, and I think that when you saw them go, I think both players got worse for it. Uh, I'm talking about a, a common Nikolic here. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's like an unreasonable comparison to, to look at Zardes as that type of Nikolic player, that kind of a goal poacher. Um, and I don't think it's a bad theory to say, hey, let's try this out for a year. Let, let's see if we can get him to recapture that form. So uh, yeah, we have, uh, he, he came in for them uh, last week. We didn't really get to see him play a full match, so that, that's definitely worth keeping an eye on um, as the Columbus Crew goes forward. Uh, I think probably the winners of... The day, maybe would be the Colorado Rapids. Did they? Did they get? The, did they get a lot better on this on this deadline day? Um, maybe. Um, and I, I preface this with the fact that um, this is assuming that Sam Nicholson does not play any more minutes and uh, Diego Rubio does not uh, slap people in the face anymore. No, um, we can't so. rule that out. We cannot rule that out. He did not look happy. Like, I, I rewatched. I rewatched that game this uh, this afternoon yeah. um, on accident um, because I had ESPN Plus going, and that yeah. game came up, and I didn't turn it off. Yeah, I've uh, done that before. And I saw him do it again, and it just like I just sat back in my chair and just kind of chuckled to myself. Um, I did that for just, a whole season of Orange Is the New Black. I just accidentally <laughs> watched the whole thing one time. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, heard, the, uh, yeah. I, I think you could say about them that they are um, people like you and me and uh, uh, who fancy themselves uh, analysts more than watchers, so to speak. I don't know if that's fair to say or if that sounds arrogant. It, it's not. It's just we, we, we look at stupid things. Um, but they're very interesting to us. <laughs> and yeah. adding Jonathan Lewis just made them even more interesting. 
Absolutely. And it, it, it's kind of, we kind of get to test some theories right now, right? We get, mm-hmm. we, a couple people have, you know, myself, you know, Matt Doyle, more, more loudly Matt Doyle than anyone else, uh, has, has rant, been ranting and raving about Jonathan Lewis for, for quite a while. And I think that, you know, we saw it in the, in the numbers as well that, that helps validate it. Um, I, I don't understand why he hasn't, um, why NYC was so, I don't know if it's nervous or they just didn't, weren't ready to invest in him or what exactly the problem was. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see him out there. Now Rubio gets a chance. I'm excited about Lewis being paired with Kai Kamara, to be perfectly honest. I think that's yeah. a brilliant that could, that could um, pairing, um, especially uh, with Kai Kamara last year, having the time with, uh, with uh, another young player. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, the only problem is that it's the Colorado Rapids, which are a team that is constantly redefining ways to um, underwhelm. So, <laughs> I mean, another PK, another PK this weekend, another red card. Tim yeah. Howard's face on that uh, after that uh, PK was just Tim, amazing. Tim, just just hang him up, man. Go be on TNT. It's it's not it's not right to take these people's money anymore. It's a, it's just go, just go. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 not the best situation, but they have kind of found themselves a little collection of sort of um, wayward potential. The home for wayward potential is that a thing someplace? Sure, let's make it place home for wayward. It's like uh, Miss uh, Peregrine's uh, misfit children or children of misfit. Yeah, something I, I don't know yeah. if wayward potential is already a thing. That reminded me of a book or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, you got Kellen Acosta there, uh, Diego Rubio, now Jonathan Lewis, Lala Sabubakar is coming there. Um, so it, it is a place to sort of um, you know take a peek and just kind of like, all right, guys, what do you got? This is uh, this is the wake up call if you needed one. You play in Colorado now for Connor Casey. I said they got a red card. They didn't get a red card. I had to double they didn't? check it. Okay. No, I thought they had a red card this weekend. They didn't. They just had well, two they, yellows. They lost to RSL, though. They did lose to, to RSL, and that's yeah. another conversation probably. But, yeah, they they have – and not only that, they also have, you know, like Dylan Serna, who's been sitting on that bench forever. I like Dylan they, Serna. Keegan Rosenberry, who was Keegan, there's another one, yeah, thrown yeah. basically a throw-in in the deal to just like Philadelphia seemed like they just needed to offload him, and instead of playing him outside as an outside back, they seem content with this experiment to play him as a center back, which I it's mildly interesting, but it hasn't gone really well <laughs> overall, and I I think it's time to kind of maybe abandon it, and put him back in what he did, which is you know exactly what Connor Casey did. Um, last week they put made him a right bat and moved uh, Sebastian Anderson out to left back. So I think it's really interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of really decent pieces, and as was kind of pointed out on Twitter, right? Like uh, Colorado hasn't struggled to create chances this year. Um, they outshot RSL. They they created a lot of you know high volume chances. Um, the problem is is that defensively they seem lost and i think putting rosenberry in his spot is going to be really good i think lawless abubakar is going to be um an excellent pickup he was very good in time for columbus and really the problem with columbus is they have just this 
this huge amount of you know really good, really solid center backs. A long and, jam of, of yeah. good center backs that no other team has. <laughs> right, and so it was, I, I I'd been hoping that that was who. Um, I mean, I made the suggestion about you did? a week, you two did. weeks you ago. You called this one sort of um, that that he would be somebody to go at. Uh, same with Forrest Lasso. I, I feel like Lasso would be another really good young player to to go at. Um, but yeah, I. I th- I'd like to see them continue on with giving uh, uh, Soyberg a, a chance at center back along with uh, Abubakar. I think that that would be really good, but um, I think they need to trade trade out Howard. Like yeah, I, I yeah. think they need to call Toronto and ask what the price is on Alex Bono. Yeah, I, I would have expected them. I, 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 I mean, they're not going to. That's the thing. They're going to let him play this whole season, and then he's going to retire, and it's going to be exactly one, and in my opinion, two seasons too late. Um, who's who's back up there now? They had a good keeper there for yeah, a while. Yeah, Clint Irwin. Clint Irwin. Clint Irwin. Yeah, Clint Irwin's back. Yeah, that's not bad. No, they, they had McMath for a while, who was in great form when they like replaced him. Um, yeah, I think McMath is probably an average league keeper, right? Like he's yeah. not great, but he's he's going to do a lot of things uh, pretty average and pretty well. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to kill you. He's moved on though. I think he's at Vancouver now. He is at Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. yeah, it was a solid move um, by Vancouver. Indeed. Uh, so uh, let's see what else. Uh, oh, and a move card's just a loan, which is interesting because we don't really see a lot of interleague loans. So uh, that is not a, a permanent move. Uh, no, but it made it. so much sense for Columbus, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, I'm glad because to see they it. do I wish, have that. I wish more teams did it. Yeah. And he's a and he's a young player, right? He's like only twenty three, which really helps out Columbus to get him minutes. And you know he's not going to hurt. Oh, he's twenty four. Uh, so I, I mean that's not going to hurt Columbus. He's in the opposite conference. That you know they're going to see him mm-hmm. maybe once, and that's Probably it. Play. There's usually um, an agreement that you don't play against your your parent club. Yeah, and so I mean I th- I just think that that's yeah. I, I wish more teams this. did this. Yeah, please do it. It's such a good solution, and and there are a lot of teams that need things. You know. Be charitable with some of your extra. If you're if you're rich enough to have a, a surplus of good players at a position, why not why not donate to Colorado? Surplus of young, interesting yeah. players, right? Yeah, interesting players. Uh, we saw. Um, let's see, big moves. Uh, Brian Fernandez to Portland. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't know a lot about Brian Fernandez. Uh, everybody seems very excited about Brian Fernandez, though. Uh, the only thing I know about him is that video where he spitted a fan or something, and, and the then... whole being suspended for drug use. Yeah. Well, okay. There you go. Hopefully that's all behind them. Um, Portland, I think, are uh, improving. Uh, I think earlier this year they looked quite terrible, but obviously, you know, all the road games, so hard to say, but it looks like they're going to be okay. Yeah, they they lost this weekend to Vancouver, but they, they still seem like they created a lot of really good opportunities. And, you know, Vancouver, with that low block, man, they're just really difficult to, to score on, right? They they Their expected goals over the last... If you look at like in four week increments, as we are kind of <clears throat> at that point in the season where you can do that, mm-hmm. um, you can actually see their expected goals against get better and better, and now it's really good, and it's it's borderline elite at this point in the season over the last we, four weeks. We so, we said earlier this year that that Vancouver would be a problem in the middle of the season for a lot of teams. Yeah, and I, you know, I've been waiting for. Um, we saw a little bit during uh, late in March, we saw that um, that back line just and their formation become really solid. And that snap to quick, um, 
back line, the way that they just, they are so good at keeping their distances and, and keeping their spacing, picking up runners. It's, it's been so good. It's really nice to see the numbers start to validate what our eyes were seeing. Right. Um, and so for me, I, I, the only question that I have is how much are they going to create going forward? Um, that's, that's really the question and that's going to kind of limit what their ceiling is, uh, going forward. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other big. Oh, uh, uh, Seattle picked up a couple guys. Jovan Jones is the big name coming back. I think that's um, that's an interesting pickup for them. Uh, I think considering especially that they have such a they have very good left backs right now in, in Brad Smith and and, and Nuhutolo. Um, but both of them are sort of mm, we're not real sure about the future of them. I know uh, Bradley Smith is. Uh, due to return back to England uh, in July, mm-hmm. uh, Nuhu has certainly made it very clear he wants to play in Europe. Um, so I, why not bring back one of the best left backs in the league from the last five years uh, uh, as an option there? And also he can play uh, uh, you know, on the left wing in, in place of Victor Rodriguez, who is uh, succumbing to his annual injuries. So... Um, I, that's that's exciting for Seattle fans. I think uh, this this is a guy that can go home. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is kind of home. I mean, I suppose it's it's a it's a it's form a of home. But he's home. yeah, but he's not really going to go back and play fullback. I mean, I really don't think that he's going to be. I think he's going to 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 be in place of that left wing, and I I think that's kind of smart, right? Um, I, I love Hendwala Bawana, but so far he hasn't been an impact player like uh, what he probably should have. He's had a couple of opportunities. He hasn't made a clear-cut attempt. He's had some good, bright moments, and other moments he's been a little bit more uh, neutral or kind of even bland. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of hurts me to say because I, I was really excited for him. Um, but I, I think that you know Jones is somebody that they needed um, to, to help continue to push that left side and he gives you a different flavor of what victor rodriguez brings right victor rodriguez is really great um and dynamic in close uh in close spaces joven jones is going to completely just obliterate that left side with his pace um yeah. and, and he's able to take guys he's one of the that that's what made him really unique as a fullback was his ability to beat guys uh one v one and not just um very direct player. Yeah, and it's not even that he was able to do it necessarily consistency. It was the having the ability to do it, uh, to try consistently, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of players that, um, Albert Elise, Albert Elise is not a, he, he's just not a really technical player, but the guy does not quit. He's going to have six, seven, eight dribbles, and he may only beat you three times out of those, out of those attempts, but yeah. he's only going to need to beat you twice, maybe yeah. once. To, to really impact the game. And the fact that he keeps trying, that's what's really important. And that's what's, uh, for me, the takeaway for Jovan Jones is the fact that he's going to he's going to go ahead and try that. And he's going to consistently um, be a dynamic influence there on that left side in the terms of the vertical and, and, and stretching the field. Seattle's left side gets even more uh, lopsided after this window. Interesting enough. Um, all right, the last one, and this kind of feeds into our next topic that we want to talk about a little bit, is that um, <clears throat> Benny Field Harbor is returning home, <laughs> another guy coming home, uh, to SKC at a time where SKC are in a bit of a crisis at the moment. Um, 
not really their fault, so to speak. They're dealing with an absurd amount of injuries. Um, you know, in their last few games, they've named five and four and three subs. Uh, they're hurting. They're hurting real bad. And we said, <clears throat> I think at the beginning of the year, we both agreed that this was an excellent team. And this was going to be maybe the best team in the league. And one of the reasons we said that was because of depth and how much depth they had. Um, this has obliterated even that depth. If we look back in this team, <clears throat> we were able to transport this team back to 2013. Uh, the the 2013 roster rules. This this team would be one of the worst teams in MLS. SKC. Yeah. Explain. They wouldn't have the ability to have Kellen Rowe on the bench. They yeah. wouldn't have the ability or the financial cap to go and trade for Benny Fellhaber. Yeah. Um, MLS has made it has made rules, and, and not specifically for SKC in this situation, but for yeah. teams in general, um, to be able to go out and make changes to prevent their season from absolutely being devastated because they had lost so many players over the course of a week. And I, I, I'm appreciative of that. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. Me too. It would be bad. That being said, can I can I just talk about how much I hate this move? Uh, go for it. Yeah, I haven't heard really any takes on it, except that some people are just like, what else are you going to do if you're SKC? Well, right. What else are you going to do? Um, I don't know. Start Kellen Rowe. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, it, it feels, It feels. I, I know Rowe hasn't necessarily been dynamic over his, you know, a few appearances, um, but it doesn't feel like he's really gotten a, uh, much of a chance. Uh, and that was one of the things that we kind of said uh, a couple weeks ago was now with all these injuries, he's going to have his chance to really earn the spot. And mm. it seems like very quickly he's lost um, that, that opportunity, uh, which is, you know, a little bit surprising. Um, additionally, it's a little bit surprising to see Colorado trade one of their veteran presences, uh, somebody who in that midfield was going to help stabilize. And I thought was going to be a, a dynamic influence and leader in helping Kellen Acosta become the player they need him to be. I think, yeah, this was just them kind of saying, <clears throat> well, let's just get rid of any pretense that we're competing this year. Like, this is not like a, a win now team at this point. Like, let's cut our losses on this. And they got another young piece um, from SKC. So they, they did. And, you know, he's kind of interesting. He comes from the same uh, background, has almost the same exact background as Latif blessing. So, you know, um, there's, there's definitely some interesting pieces when it comes to that. He's incredibly physically raw, really. Uh, I'm just surprised. And it makes a lot of sense from a, from a, a personnel perspective in the fact that you know colorado is looking for more physically uh uh dynamic uh, we said i've said dynamically a hundred times already um, somebody <laughs> that's word of, the week. Yeah, word of the week right there um just somebody that's extremely gifted physically on that back line that's what they're looking for and that's yeah. that fits lawless so, uh babakur um it, it kind of fits you know axel soyberg um, it, it fits how they've kind of done player uh, defenses in the back in the past. So, but for me, in just looking at this team moving forward, I felt like he, Benny Philhaber, much like Kai Kamara, they have an opportunity to kind of be, uh, kind of be leaders on it on a young team that you know needs some leaders and needs somebody to kind of keep players like Jonathan Lewis and some of these other guys just to kind of in check. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it, it, uh, here's what I imagine happened. I imagine they said, uh, SKC went to them and said, like, can we have Benny Fieldhaber? And they were like, and Colorado just kind of looked at their thing and said, you know what? What's the best young player you can give us? And this <laughs> is what they got. And um, I think that that might be all there is to it. I think they're just saying, look, we're getting young. Um, we're, we're trying to, like, build something now. Uh, we need as many pieces as possible because we know that these all don't work out. Um and this is a thing that's thinking about, you know, two or three years down the road, not right now, because right now <clears throat> this isn't working and this isn't going to be a thing. Um, so I, I, it is weird to, to deal some some veteran leadership there um, for that. Uh, but but I, I, I don't mind it from what I think. And this is just me perceiving. I haven't spoken to anybody or nobody's told me I, I could be very wrong. Uh, I think it's a very clear intent that they're saying, let's not deal with now. Let's deal with later. Um, so that it makes sense from that that point of view, and I, for SKC to just get some you know added depth and some help during this injury crisis, I, I think it makes sense. No, agreed. Um, okay, big news this week, probably the biggest news. I don't know why we waited this long to get to it, but but here we are. Um, Brad Friedel is gone. Casey, put in Ding Dong, the witch is dead, right here. Clip it in. He's probably not going to listen to this in enough detail to do that. No. Uh, but Brad Friedel is gone. Matt Turner is back. Bruce you were Arena's super excited taking... about Matt Turner. Like, forget about Bruce Arena up... for a second. And then he gave up five goals in his first game. <laughs> I was like, no. But that was that was the end. He was just doing that to get rid of Brad Friedel. That was the that was the nail in the coffin. Fare thee well, Brad Friedel. Good good freaking riddance, man. Do not like that manager. Uh, Matt Turner is back. But Bruce Arena has taken over all aspects of the New England Revolution. I I don't know. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it, New England. It certainly isn't going to be worse. Uh... It doesn't seem super forward-thinking either, though, does it? That's the thing. So uh, here's the thing. is like our uh, LA Galaxy got by on two things. Yeah. Bruce Arena knew the front office of MLS and absolutely did everything he could to bend every single rule possible. Yeah, I don't say I don't want to say he bent he broke any rules, but I, I he everything he pushed that he the was, limits he pushed the rules absolutely, to their limits. and that's he not a bad out. that's not a bad thing. Like that's no, I'm not, not sitting. That would be the one <clears throat> good thing in the column for him. Yeah, because I don't think he has the same let's say cachet um, that he had beforehand. He doesn't have as much uh, left him capital. Yeah, absolutely. And that he had with the league that he once did, right? He's not going to be able to do this. They're going to call him on stuff and they're not going to allow him to completely skirt the rules like they did for an LA team. That was the pinnacle of MLS. Still not right? the case, not even close. No. And so, at this point in time, he's yeah he he's gonna have to do things a little bit different, and I don't know, and I think that it's been kind of shown that he doesn't really have a lot of uh, he doesn't have a deep bag of tri- tricks, right? He kind of has what he has, and at this point in time, um, I don't know if that's enough. He's a pretty good he has a pretty good eye for talent, but the talent that he's going and getting is usually higher end. And at that point in time, trying to miss with that talent, I mean, you have to be Colorado. Uh, <laughs> okay, that wasn't fair. 
Um, you know, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, the, I wish that they hadn't given him the dual role, I guess is what I'd say, because I think what you've done is you've entrenched someone even further than you had. Um, you know, you, you took a very long time to extricate Mike Burns. To uh, This just seems like, okay, if this doesn't work out, it's going to be very difficult to kind of pull him from this dual role and just kind of have to once again, you know, now replace two people. Which we know that New England, I mean, I'm surprised they fired Friedel. I'm surprised they fired Burns. I just kind of figured they let it go to the end of the year. Um, so maybe somebody's paying attention there now. Maybe some ears are perked up. Maybe like enough people have been mocking them relentlessly that they're starting to feel bad about it and they're going to start doing it. Maybe I, maybe fans didn't stalk the players. They went and got Robert Kraft instead. Uh, Robert Kraft Jr. Uh, RKJ? RKG, yeah. RKG? yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's a situation, I think, where, uh, again, I don't think it's going to be worse than Brad Friedel and Mike Burns. I, I don't think it's going to be I – don't, I don't see New England Revolution becoming, um, you know, an MLS champion in the next two or three years either. But uh, it's something. I'm, it, it's a sign of life from a front office that appeared to be, to, to be quite, quite absent. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like, save my cynicism a bit and just be happy for new England fans. Cause I know this has got to sound more exciting than things have been going for the last few years. We'll see. We'll see what Bruce Arena's got. Um, I, it, he wouldn't have been my pick to do this, but I also understand why this was a tantalizing choice for, um, you know, ownership there. So I, 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 we'll see. That, that, he's he's going to, he's going to make things interesting and you, he at least has, I, I will say he has, probably one of the few um in the league he has the ability to go to ownership and just be like no screw you give me money yeah they might listen to him uh, he's, very, he's very persuasive he i mean well i mean i don't think he's gonna settle for crap right i don't think he came out i don't think he got took the job to sit back and have to deal with you know uh well let me try to finagle this around because we don't have any money I think that you know he's definitely somebody that's going to use his roster resources, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't I don't see him trying to juggle things around so that he could have one DP. Do you think Landon Donovan's going to play for? The no, I don't. I don't. Are you sure? Yeah. You positive? No. No. <laughs> no. Someone, someone, and I won't I won't name names, but someone put in a a funny joke in ASA chat uh, about um about Bruce Arena calling up Greg Berhalter to be a <laughs> to be the starting defender for yep. uh <laughs> it could work. It could work. Um so Brad Friedel is gone. Uh Alan Koch is fired as well. We didn't really hit on this at all because well I don't know why. I mean it's just the FC Cincinnati guy's gone. Well, I, I didn't think we haven't, be this we haven't talked about them since the beginning of the season. Yeah, I don't they they got really bad for a few games there, um for sure. Um, I'm just, I'm still surprised. I, I don't, it seems like, I don't know what your expectations were with the roster you gave them with being a first year team. That's such uh, a load of crap. That's such mean? a load of crap. It, it's not like he was given junk parts. It's not he like was he was given, given a lot of junk parts. What no bull crap. About? He was not. They went out and got him <laughs> reputable players that in this you, league have succeeded to say you, that they, he was given a box full of crap with stuff that, and was like, hey, put this together however you see fit. This yeah. there is no way you can't look at this roster and say, hey, I 
don't know where these play where these players play. I have no video on them. That's crap because you have video on every I have video. I know where every single one of these players are playing. I can point out and say this player is being played out of position. Uh, this player is being played out of position. You know what? Forget all the all Lola. the crappy things that Fernando Adi has done recently. Darren Maddox. But Fernando Adi These are under Darren, Ma- Darren Maddox last year had his all-time best season last year under this DC is what it United. Comes down to with you is is Darren Maddox. You think because they have Darren Maddox they should be <laughs> it is. It is it's not. It's it not. Is. Bull crap. It's not. It's not. I will uh, say they, I I, they they've been I, misusing I, Darren Maddox. I will say that. But Kakuta Mane. Kakuta Mane is terrible. He's not terrible. He is terrible. You're terrible. But here's he's the fast. He okay, he's fast. He doesn't have a lot of plus tools. You're absolutely right. He has one plus tool and that's speed. So why don't you use him in that capacity and not as a number ten? He's I being played fun. as a number 10 in the middle of the field when you have a guy with Champions League experience who you push off into the wing and give him 12 touches over the course of a game. What do you do? And, and can, on top of that, he's be, on a loan trying to make a determination of whether or not he wants to stay with your organization long term. He's, he's not going to want to. Spoiler alert. No, spoiler alert. He's not going to stay. <laughs> that That is not going to happen. Um <laughs> You know, I, I think I think two things can simultaneously be true. I think they have an underwhelming roster with a bunch of players that don't fit. And I think they had a coach that didn't do anything to sort of try to make the best of that. I think he just kind of leaned into just this crazy whatever thing. I think you're and, buying too much into the narrative. I want to talk to the Ian that said that they're going to be better than Dallas this year. Where is that I mean, guy? Is that guy around? He's, he's dead, man. It hasn't played out that way. I got that one wrong. Uh, I, I really expected Dallas to be a lot worse. Dallas, than no, no. Because let's let's just say Dallas without uh, Paxton Pomichol has uh, they, he's wallpapered over some issues with that team. Yes, and yes. and look, well, let's not, I, let's not, I like let's them, not get but, okay. Let's not get in the Dallas. Yeah. I'm just saying, I thought they could put together a solid run. They. Started off, they got some good results. No, they, they got did. lucky. They got lucky early on, well, and that they got papered some good over. And it didn't paper over anything. They fired the coach, man. <laughs> like no they, one got away with any fraud they there. Should, like they, they should have fired him in the first <laughs> month. But that's that's. I, I have talked to a couple different individuals, and I don't think I was alone. I don't think I'm alone in my sentiment that Alan Koch did nothing but just make that team worse off. And maybe um, that's true. Maybe that's true. We will see. They did win. Their first game with a young man named uh, Yoan Dame. Uh, someone asked about him on Twitter. I don't. I, I, he's young. That's he, cool. No, no, he's not young. He is the youngest coach, not head coach, not manager. He is the youngest coach. Period. Dot in MLS this right now, and their goalkeeper is the second youngest. Their goalkeeper coach is the second youngest. So it's very weird for a team to get younger in the coaching staff. That's not something we usually see. Uh, but maybe that's maybe that's their movement now is is get get older MLS players on the field, get younger coaches on the bench. Um, no, I, I don't know a lot about him. I wish I did. I, I've seen some uh, some some things, nice things said about him. I, I think that's interesting. I, I don't think he's going to land the job, you know, permanently. I, I think that 
I think we'll he's. See. I think he should at least be given a little bit of a chain. I think Cincinnati's yeah. going to do. I, I think Cincinnati's going to. Well, I think they're going to definitely exhaust their search. Right? Like, I don't think yeah. that they're just going to hire Arson Winger and and then. Do you think they wanted them. to get Bruce Arena? Maybe. I bet they did. I, I think. I. I, I think they, they did. did. Yeah. Uh, I, bet, I bet New England beat them to Bruce Arena. I, I bet, bet you that's a. I bet you that's a bullet that they are so that that in <laughs> one year from now are going to be so happy they dodged. They dodged um, that one. Well, so Johan Dome, he has his UEFA Class A coaching license. Yeah, the man, the man like, has his creds. He's he his... he's higher up on the on the doghouse than what uh, you know some you know former U.S. Men's National Team goalkeeper uh, who's bald um, that also coached in the league was in UEFA. Uh, UEFA. So um, you're talking about um, Brad Friedel. I didn't name names. You okay. name names. I didn't name I'm names. Saying. I'm going to name his name every single chance I get. So I, I, I think Fight he's... Fight me, Brad Friedel. <laughs> I think he would destroy you. <laughs> yeah, well, he's very tough. Fight me at managing. I bet I could do more managing than you. I bet you he's killed so many supporters in bodies. England. There's so bodies. many bodies that are buried somewhere in... Well, like... the way he describes it, it's a never-ending <laughs> fight between supporters and players and people just knifing each other in the locker room. There are, there are, some, there are some Tottenham supporters that have not been seen in years. That's Fred, <laughs> it's Fred Friedel's fault. Uh, so I guess we kind of have to hit the reset button on Cincinnati. And that's fine. That's fine. You know, you got some good lucky results there at the beginning. You know, energize the fan base. Yeah, we'll just we'll, just, we'll see. And I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna be better than Dallas anymore. I, I rescind that prediction. I, I'll still. I I'll still pay my money to Phil. I will still do it. I'll, I'll honor my bet. Um, but but it's not played out like I, I thought it might. I I. I... Let's wait to the whole season plays itself out Let's because to I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now. I think Cincinnati can. Uh, I think they still have a shot at that seventh seed, and I'm right. probably on the. Uh, you I are like the last the person alive. I, 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 there is a Cincinnati supporter going. What is he smoking? Um, yeah, yeah. There's Cincinnati fans going. Like, All right, let's not get carried away. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they have uh, defense. They have a defense that can keep them in games and they have enough speed and they have enough ability that they can make things interesting so long as they can keep games tight. And those are teams that you don't want to mess with. Those are teams, especially in a wild, wild East that has not figured itself out after two months. You don't want to mess with those teams. And those teams can be the greatest. uh, they, They can have the highest highs and the lowest lows at times just because they can beat you on the counter and then just frustrate you with a low block and i think that if i was cincinnati that's what i would do i like it i like it we'll see i i believe i believe that there's better there come on don't make me don't make me lose my bet cincinnati just do it for me do it don't worry about your fans do it for me let's do some reader questions harrison all right we don't have a ton this week uh, somebody asked about Jan Deme. Uh, we we said what we did. Sounds cool. We're, we're for it. Uh, Tony Jabroni asks, is LAFC the Manchester City of MLS? This is uh, in reference to one of the things Caleb Porter said this week that was weird. Uh, sure. I mean, in the sense that um, 
no the best team no yeah no i mean well i mean no. the comparison let me like what can, can i just make can i can i finish the oh, comparison in that go they ahead. are like the best team yes they they both have that thing going for them they're each the best team in their league that's where the comparisons end I think I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't watch a lot of Premier League. I don't watch a lot of Premier League, but I'll just. It, well, number one, they're not. They're not villains, so that's probably a plus. Um, LAFC aren't villains. I don't think LAFC has. Tell, tell LA Galaxy fans that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's like saying the Timbers aren't villains to the Sounders or the Whitecaps aren't. Yeah, the Whitecaps you, aren't. You can't to say. You Nobody can't say, cares about the. You Whitecaps. can't say like logical things to fans that are involved in a rivalry. You can't. Anyway, isn't NYCFC literally the Man City of MLS? Well, that's what I was gonna say, right? <laughs> yeah, I think man, I think NYCFC is literally the Man City of MLS. They're just not as good as Man City is because they're not. Well, I mean, yeah, better, yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it, I don't think Man City doesn't have as much um, competition. LAFC, even with blowing the doors off MLS, they're still they're still within arm's reach. A quarter well, of the way through I mean, the season, like I mean, there was City no would... way there was no. I mean, it was Man City and Liverpool the whole way. I mean, there was no other question. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. And it's it's LAFC or, or Cincinnati this year. There's there's no other option. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping. Uh, you know, I, I I think Caleb Porter was being um, hyperbolic. I think that's what he does uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I I I mean, insofar as is this the best team in MLS? Yes. Uh, they they do have that in common. They're each the best team in their own league. Um, I don't know. I guess LAFC's. I mean, Man City kind of has this thing where they spend a lot. I don't. I don't really know where LAFC is in that payroll chart i guess they're pretty high um but they're not like it's not it's kind of hard to explain like culturally i i don't i i would not equate those two teams uh in my head uh normally but i i can see why caleb porter said that and i can see what he was getting at which was complaining and making excuses which is what he does um speaking of caleb porter <laughs> Yeah, what speaking. Was what was the other thing he said this week that was insane? Hold on, uh, let, me, <laughs> let me find it. This is my thing of the week. Uh, Leader Porter was asked at the offense, the crew, 5-7-1, and one has, and has 12 goals through 13 games, was something he might address tactically or if he thinks the goals will be coming. Do you know our expected goal statistics? Well, I know our expected goal statistics, and we're good spots to score. I had the GM in D.C. tell me that, based on expected goals, we should be third in the league. So these are things that are realities that I have to look at and analyze and figure out what's happening, and it's not for lack of chances or being in good positions. Caleb, what are you talking about? Yeah, he's he, – I, I maybe he went to Colorado or Washington. I think Caleb Porter does not understand expected goals statistics, and certainly if the GM of D.C. told you that, they do not understand XG either because you are not third in the league in anything. Well, I mean, maybe if you have reverse. Like if you look at it from reverse, you're fourth. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking at it upside down and you're like, hey, how many expected goals do yeah. I have? Oh, 12.9. Either DC has a wildly incorrect and different model than we do, and I don't think that that's the case. No. Or Caleb Porter misheard something and then... Not not even if they're counting big chances. Not even if they're counting big chances. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb, you do not... You, are not you, you should not be third in the league based on your performances this year and your offense. Good defense, though. Your defense has been really, really good. Um, 
So that yeah. was uh, that was the other thing I wanted to laugh at Caleb Porter about because I never pass up a chance to laugh at Caleb Porter. Uh, Rob Ustry asked Miles Robinson for Gold Cup roster. I don't know. What do you so, think, Harrison? So this goes back to uh, I, I I quoted uh, I quoted Rob earlier this week in uh, in Twitter, and I said he wasn't even uh, the best. <clears throat> he wasn't even the best center back, American center back in MLS. Um, yeah, that's probably true. So but that's not. Yeah, is that what we're looking for here? Well, I think that 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 was kind of like, <clears throat> how could you leave him off the Gold Cup um, roster? I mean, like for me, pretty easily. Um, I think he's really good, and I don't mean to like be disparaging about like he he's still an up and coming guy. He's still really young. He's He's just now breaking into the 11. Um, that's not to say that he can't be an impact player, but it, it, I don't think he's, I don't think he's somebody you take to a tournament just yet. I think you want to you want guys that have consistently played together. Um, Walker Zimmerman, Matt Hedges, Aaron Long. Um, those are the guys that I'm probably looking to take from MLS. Yeah. I think if this was going to be a thing, you would have seen him kind of called up in January and I don't, think he was or march was he in that cupcake camp no i don't think he was looked at but he didn't even have a first team place at that point so i'm not surprised uh i mean for the future sure man yeah i've got a lot of i got a lot Mm -hmm. of um, yeah faith in miles robinson i I don't see it happening this year it would be cool i mean i I don't mind if it did i wouldn't be like upset or anything if he just took up a spot i guess um i i would rather here's here's this and i don't think that this is crazy but uh i want to hear what you have to say i'd rather take ike opara Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you're I talking wouldn't. about a tournament, right? Like, well, this isn't like something that we have to have guys <laughs> develop, right? <laughs> I, I, I want to win the tournament. I want to win. I the always Gold see Cup. this is where I'm. This is where I'm different, and I, I know that this is just my own relationship with the United States Men's National Team. That I just sort of think of the Gold Cup as another thing that isn't the World Cup, so I don't care about it that much. Um, but I guess it is an important tournament, huh? Well, I mean, look, is? if you want, if you want the ability or the chance to I mean, go and play at, you know, what is it, Confederation Cup? Um, you have to win. You have to win your goal cup. But this is, uh, but they're not even really doing that. I mean, like, isn't this, don't we usually see kind of a weird roster for goal cups, though? Like, isn't it usually like, ah, let's, let's bring in a little more fringier guys? I think that's because th- there's been a couple of reasons for that, but I don't think that it's because that, uh, Gold Cup is soft, or because I think it's because we've had Jurgen Klinsmann and Bruce Arena. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> honestly, uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay. Well, I don't see it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset if it, if if he was there. No, but, I wouldn't either. But but uh, yeah, if I had to pick, he probably wouldn't beat my list just yet. Uh, still very early in his career, so um, you know. But definitely, doing I would very take well for Atlanta. I would take Steve Birnbaum over uh, over him. Yeah, Harrison would take Steve Irmbaum over him. So. I'm just I'm throwing out guys that I'm thinking of right now that uh, have had like Steve Birnbaum has had an amazing season. Matt Turner, okay, I'm gonna stop Nick, uh, Nick Hagland leads the I'm league. Not taking Nick Hagland over him. I'm not. Okay, uh, he leads the league in block shots and high leverage block shots. <laughs> That's because he plays for Cincinnati. Okay. All right. Uh. Let's I mean, say what you say what you want. It's not like Spencer it's not like Atlanta Richie. hasn't had enough of enough shots uh, taken against him. So. That's true. That's true. Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's all we got. What a week! 
It's been Is there anything else that we didn't talk about? No, I think we hit it. We hit so much stuff. I'm so proud of us. We did a great show. Uh, if I do say so myself. <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, thank you, as always, to my friend, my colleague, my co-host, my main man, Harrison Crow. You can find him on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at a handle for Ian. Uh, and please follow American Soccer Analysis. That is at Analysis Evolved. And visit the website www.americansocceranalysis.com. Content every week, folks. Check it out every week. Rate and review the show if you want on iTunes. Give it five stars or don't rate and review it because it just – why? Why? Just go do something else. Um, we love you very much. We, we – we, uh, Appreciate the listener questions. Send those in. Hit Amir Harrison up on Twitter uh, throughout the week. And I know that we're always happy to, to kick around some ideas and discuss some things. Uh, I have to make a correction for something I said the last time we recorded. Uh, I know that Salzburg is in Austria. I don't know why I said it was in Belgium. I'm so sorry. That was incredibly stupid. <laughs> you buy it, buy a map. I got to get a map. I don't know. I, in my head, like I know, I knew. I, I just had the Belgium. It's okay. I made a mistake. I am... Uh, Amateur MLS analyst, not an amateur geography analyst. I never said I was. Uh, so I apologize to all the citizens of Austria and Belgium, uh, both. Um, FC Salzburg all the way. Jesse Marsh, Champions League this year. Let's go. Let's go. Get in. See you next week. Until then, enjoy the soccer.
Darrison. Thanks for Darrison. Uh.